Section 15 of Dedications. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Christy Carpenter. Dedications by Mary Elizabeth Brown. 9. To Lovers of Mankind. The Percy Anecdotes, Original and Select, by Sholto and Reuben Percy, 1821. To Mrs. Elizabeth Fry, the female Howard of her times, these anecdotes of beneficence are respectfully inscribed by her most devoted and obedient humble servants, Sholto Percy, Reuben Percy. This is the dedication of the Anecdotes of Beneficence in Volume 1 of the collection. Mrs. Fry herself is the subject of one of the anecdotes in this section, and of another in the Anecdotes of Humanity in the same volume, and the appropriateness of the dedication will be evident from a few quotations. The great pattern of active goodness, to whom these Anecdotes of Beneficence are inscribed, was so early inspired with a desire to be of use to her fellow creatures that in her eighteenth year she prevailed on her father, Mr. John Gurney of Earlham Hall, in the county of Norfolk, to convert one of the apartments of Earlham Hall into a schoolroom. Here, Mrs. Fry daily received four and twenty poor children to whom she read and explained the Bible. In 1800, she married Mr. Fry, who, far from opposing her benevolent labors, does everything to facilitate them. The work that establishes her right to be called a female Howard was the alleviation of the conditions of women prisoners in Newgate. After visiting Newgate at the instance of the Society of Friends, and noting the frightful conditions that prevailed there, Mrs. Fry formed a committee of friends about 1816, and was given the authority to bring about reforms. After a year of unceasing labor on the part of Mrs. Fry and the other members of the committee, they had the noble satisfaction of exhibiting one of the most amazing transformations which was perhaps ever effected in the condition of a number of human beings. Riot, licentiousness, and filth were exchanged for order, sobriety, and comparative neatness in the chamber, the apparel, and the persons of the prisoners. There was no more to be seen an assemblage of abandoned and shameless creatures, half-naked and half-drunk, rather demanding than requesting charity. The prison no longer resounded with obscenity and imprecations and licentious songs. To use the strong but just expression of one who knew the prison well, this hell upon earth exhibited the appearance of an industrious manufactory or a well-regulated family. Fisher's New System of Society, Philadelphia, 1826. To Robert Owen and those other members of the community who are anxious to ameliorate the condition of society, the following pages are respectfully inscribed by W. L. Fisher. Fort's Medical Practice by Tomlinson Fort, 1849. 
to the physicians of the state of Georgia, gentlemen, I dedicate to you this dissertation on the practice of medicine as a grateful acknowledgement of the kindness, respect, and confidence which I have experienced at the hands of every one of you with whom I have had the honor of becoming acquainted, and to show that I have great reliance in your ready acquiescence in this attempt to give to the science of medicine a wider range in the mental operations of the age. With great respect, your obedient servant, Tomlinson Fort, Milledgeville, Georgia, January 23rd, 1849. Life and Public Services of John Quincy Adams by William H. Seward, 1855. To the friends of equal liberty and human rights throughout the world, this volume is respectfully inscribed. Social Reform in England by Lucien de Vassy de Ponte, translated by the widow of the author, 1866. To her own and her departed husband's dear and honored friend, Matthew Davenport Hill, to whose unwearied exertions in the cause of humanity, the improvements of penal discipline in England are in a great degree due. This volume is dedicated by the widow of the author. Elements of Art Criticism by George Whitefield Sampson, 1867. To W.W. W. Corcoran, whose intelligent culture at home and abroad whose appreciative patronage of art and whose generous benefactions in every charity have made him a representative American in devotion to the true, the beautiful, and the good, and especially the national patron of art at the metropolis of the American Union, this volume is respectfully dedicated by his friend, the author. The Charities of New York, Brooklyn, and Staten Island, by Henry J. Cannon and Hugh N. Camp, 1868. To the Reverend William A. Muhlenberg, D.D., the honored founder and pastor of St. Luke's Hospital, who, by his unaffected piety and winning kindness, has drawn to his work of love and charity many a willing heart, many a liberal hand, this book is respectfully dedicated by the authors. Underwoods by Robert Louis Stevenson, 1887. There are men and classes of men that stand above the common herd, the soldier, the sailor, and the shepherd not unfrequently, the artist rarely, rarely or still the clergyman, the physician almost as a rule, he is the flower, such as it is, of our civilization. And when that stage of man is done with, and only remembered to be marveled at in history, he will be thought to have shared as little as any in the defects of the period, and most notably exhibited the virtues of the race. Generosity he has, such as is possible to those who practice an art, never to those who drive a trade, Discretion, tested by a hundred secrets, tact, 
tried in a thousand embarrassments. And what are more important, Heraclean cheerfulness and courage. So it is that he brings air and cheer into the sick room, and often enough, though not so often as he wishes, brings healing. Gratitude is but a lame sentiment. Thanks, when they are expressed, are often more embarrassing than welcome. And yet I must set forth mine to a few out of many doctors who have brought me comfort and help. To Dr. Willie of San Francisco, whose kindness to a stranger it must be as grateful to him as it is touching to me to remember. To Dr. Carl Rudy of DeVos, the good genius of the English in his frosty mountains. To Dr. Herbert of Paris, whom I knew only for a week. And to Dr. Casseau of Montpellier, whom I knew only for 10 days and who have yet written their names deeply in my memory. To Dr. Branch of Royat, to Dr. Wakefield of Nice, to Dr. Chetmel, whose visits make it a pleasure to be ill, to Dr. Horace Dobell, so wise in counsel, to Sir Andrew Clark, so unwearied in kindness, and to that wise youth, my uncle, Dr. Balfour. I forget as many as I remember, and I ask both to pardon me, these for silence, those for inadequate speech. But one name I have kept on purpose to the last, because it is a household word with me, and because if I had not received favors from so many hands and in so many quarters of the world, it should have stood upon this page alone, that of my friend Thomas Bodley Scott of Bournemouth. Will he accept this, although shared among so many, for a dedication to himself? And when next my ill fortune, which has thus its pleasant side, brings him hurrying to me when he would fain sit down to meet or lie down to rest, will he care to remember that he takes this trouble for one who is not fool enough to be ungrateful? R.L.S. Scarybore, Bournemouth. Rifted Clouds by Bella Cook, N.D. Dedicated to Myler W. Palmer, M.D., who for 59 years was Bella Cook's beloved physician. Volume 3. Bella Cook was an invalid and very poor, and her physician treated her for years without pay. Stephen Hislop pioneer missionary and naturalist in central India from 1844 to 1863 by George Smith, 1888. To John Campbell White, Overtown, whose life illustrates the spiritual law of Thomas Chalmers, that foreign missions act on home missions, not by exhaustion, but by fermentation. The Apostle of Burma, a missionary epic in commemoration of the centennial of the birth of Adoniram Judson by William C. Richards, 1889. To Edward Judson, D.D. Dear friend, to thee, thy noble father's son, may I, with fitness unimpeachable, 
these humble lays inscribe, which seek to tell what he in Gautama's great realm had done, what sought to do, what suffered, and what one of guerdons, such as dauntless Paul befell, seeking in lesser Asia to dispel, like heathen glooms thy great sire gazed upon. Apostles of the Gentiles both, their names at the far ends of nineteen centuries ring, and thine with Timothy's I'm fain to match, since thou hadst grace, as he from Paul, to catch his zeal and spirit, of whose worth I bring these echoes of the Christian world's acclaims. Honda the Samurai, a story of modern Japan, by William Elliot Griffiths, D.D., 1890. To the noble band of missionaries, living and dead, who have done so much to make the new Japan that is, and the Christian Japan that is to be, the author dedicates this work in profound appreciation. City Government in the United States by Alfred R. Conkling, 1894. To the founders of the City Club of New York, whose zealous devotion to the cause of good government is heartily appreciated by all public-spirited citizens, these pages are sincerely inscribed. The New Acts of the Apostles, or The Marvel of Modern Missions, by Arthur T. Pearson, 1894. As a grateful offering to the memory of the Reverend Alexander Duff, D.D., L.L.D., who beyond most other men of this century of missions, contributed to the new chapters of its missionary history, and who, having served his own generation by the will of God, being dead yet speaketh, and as an affectionate tribute to the Reverend Andrew Thompson, D.D., F.R.S.E., of Edinburgh, Scotland, senior member of the directory of the lectureship, who, having passed fourscore years, at his advanced age, still holds forth the word of life, preaching the message of the gospel and urging the Church of Christ to greater fidelity in her mission to mankind. This volume is inscribed by the author. Dr. Duff was a man distinguished alike by his fine genius, his glowing eloquence, and his Christian zeal. A man whose name, familiar as a household word in many parts of India at the present day, stands in the front rank of those great missionaries who have been incalculable blessings to India during recent generations. From the introduction to this book by the Reverend A. Thompson. A History of the Warfare of Science with Theology by Andrew D. White, 1898. To the memory of Ezra Cornell, I dedicate this book. Pulmonary Tuberculosis by S. A. Knopf, M. D., 1899. To the hygienists, statesmen, and philanthropists, and the many noble men and women, inside and outside of the medical profession, who labor and have labored 
in behalf of tuberculosis invalids and who have helped to demonstrate that consumption is a preventable and curable disease. A Study of Christian Missions by William Newton Clark, D.D., 1900, to the Pastors of America. Men of Might in India Missions, The Leaders and Their Epochs, 1706 to 1899, by Helen H. Holcomb, 1901. To the young men and maidens whose hearts God has touched, and who in life's fair morning, looking out over the world's great harvest field, are asking, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? This volume is dedicated with a prayer that some of those who read these pages, hearing the voice of the Lord saying as he did to his prophet Isaiah, whom shall I send and who will go for us, may answer, as did the prophet, here am I, send me. Queen of the Woods by Chief Simon Pokagon, 1901. As a token of sincere appreciation, I, Pokagon, hereby inscribe Queen of the Woods to all societies and individuals, benefactors of our race, who have so bravely stood for our rights while poisoned arrows of bitter prejudice flew thick and fast about them, boldly declaring to all the world that the white man and the red man are brothers, and that God is the father of all. The Story of My Life by Helen Keller, 1903 To Alexander Graham Bell, who has taught the deaf to speak and enabled the listening ear to hear speech from the Atlantic to the Rockies, I dedicate this story of my life. The Life and Times of Thomas Jefferson by Thomas E. Watson, 1903. Because he has consecrated his wealth, talent, and energies to the improvement of the conditions under which the masses of our people live, because he has shown an earnest, fearless, and consistent interest in the cause of the weak and oppressed, because he is today working with splendid ability along the same lines which Mr. Jefferson marked out a hundred years ago, I dedicate this book to William Randolph Hearst. Islam and the Oriental Churches by William Ambrose Shedd, 1904. Dedicated to the memory of Benjamin Woods Larrabee, who met a cruel death, Salmus Persia, March 9th, 1904, a true friend and a devoted missionary. On the Trail of the Immigrant by Edward A. Steiner, 1906. This book is affectionately dedicated to the man at the gate, Robert Watchorn, United States Commissioner of Immigration at the Port of New York, who, in the exercise of his office, has been loyal to the interests of his country and has dealt humanely, justly, and without prejudice 
with men of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. The Life of Henry George by Henry George, Jr., 1906 To all who strive for the reign of justice. The Study of Stellar Evolution by George Ellery Hale, 1907 These volumes are dedicated to the men and women of our time and country who, by wise and generous giving, have encouraged the search after truth in all departments of knowledge. Daybreak in Turkey by James L. Barton, D.D., 1908. To the revered memory of that noble company of men and women of all races and creeds who have toiled and sacrificed and died that Turkey might be free, this volume is dedicated. Gillette's Industrial Solution, World Corporation, by Melvin L. Severy, 1908. Dedication, for all those who suffer, love, sympathy, and hope. For those who, comfortable themselves, would yet rejoice in the alleviation of their brother's pain, greeting, a mission, and Godspeed. For those great souls, who cannot accept a selfish peace or find an individual happiness in the midst of general misery, enthusiasm, the right hand of fellowship, and enlistment in the cause of human uplift, the cause beside which all others are lost in insignificance. Christian Epoch Makers by Henry C. Vetter, 1908 To William Ashmore who for 50 golden years, by precept and example, has taught China the gospel and America the worth of foreign missions. Harimlik, Some Pages from the Life of Turkish Women by Demetra Vako Brown, Mrs. Kenneth Brown, 1909. To Kenneth Brown, who has not crossed the threshold of a harem, but without whose help these friends of mine would never have crossed theirs. Social Service and the Art of Healing by Richard C. Cabot, M.D., 1909 To the social workers of the Massachusetts General Hospital, whose fruitful labors this book lamely but most gratefully describes, Visiting Nursing in the United States by Isabella Waters, 1909. To Lillian D. Wald, founder of the Nurses' Settlement, New York City, whose work has been an inspiration to so many nurses. Through the work of this settlement, over 60,000 patients among the poor are cared for every year. Florence Nightingale by Laura E. Richards, 1909. To the Sister Eleanor of the Sisterhood of St. Mary, herself through many long years, a devoted worker for the poor, the sick, and the sorrowful, this brief record of an heroic life is affectionately dedicated.
Morris Ketchum Jessup, A Character Sketch, by William Adams Brown, 1910. To those who love their kind and prove their love by service. Regeneration, being an account of the social work of the Salvation Army in Great Britain, by H. Ryder Haggard, 1910. I dedicate these pages to the officers and soldiers of the Salvation Army in token of my admiration of the self-sacrificing work by which it is their privilege to aid the poor and wretched throughout the world. The Laws of Japanese Painting by Henry P. Bowie, 1911 To the memory of Kubota Beisen, a great artist and a kindly man, whose happiness was in helping others, and whose triumphant career has shed enduring luster upon the art of Japanese painting. Congo Life and Folklore by the Reverend John H. Weeks, 1911. To my colleagues, living and dead, whose arduous labors and faithful lives have redounded to the glory of Christ and to the establishment of his kingdom in Congoland, and to those co-workers in the homeland whose generosity, prayers, and kindly words have supported, strengthened, and encouraged them all these years, this book is respectfully dedicated. Is that lamp going out? The Crimean veteran tells how the lady lit the lamp, 1911. To the heroic memory of Florence Nightingale, the lady with the lamp, in grateful recognition of those who have worked in the light of her lamp for the wounded in the battle of life, and in the hope that some who read may spare a drop of oil so that her lamp may shine more brightly until the daybreak and the shadows flee away. Replanning Small Cities by John Nolan, 1912. To the public-spirited men and women who have helped to demonstrate to town and city governments the value of better methods of planning. Spinal Treatment by Alva A. Gregory, M.D., 1912. This volume is dedicated with professional courtesy to professors of the healing art, my co-laborers in combating the inroads of disease and in relieving humanity of pain and suffering by the author. The Last Cruise of the Saginaw by George H. Reed. 1912. This book is dedicated to the memory of the noble men who lost their lives in the effort to obtain relief for their shipwrecked comrades. A Story Garden for Little Children by Maud Lindsay. To Luli Jones, the founder of the Florence Free Kindergarten and a lover of little children everywhere. The New Freedom by Woodrow Wilson, 1913. To every man or woman who may derive from it, in however small a degree, the impulse of unselfish public service. 
The Divine Origin of Christianity, Indicated by Its Historical Effects, by Richard S. Storrs, D.D., LLD, 1884. To the memory of William Adams, D.D., LLD, honored and beloved for his admirable powers, for his many accomplishments, for his large usefulness, for the wisdom of his counsels, the grace of his engaging courtesy, the unfailing fidelity of his friendship, most of all, for the beauty and strength of his Christian faith. These lectures, prepared at his urgent invitation, and afterward rewarded by his approval, are affectionately inscribed. End of section 15